Welcome everyone to Eagles 360 on this Monday. I'm Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, along with the Hall of Famer Brian Westbrook. And well, we've got to talk about what happened on Sunday. The Eagles losing to the Miami Dolphins 20 to 19. A come from a head loss and Brian, just a terrible defeat. And you've been through those kinds of games where you think you have everything going your way and then it just changes. Yeah, it's one of those situations where you start out the game so well. In so many games, the Eagles haven't started out fast, but then kind of just you allow things just to relax. You you are you allow things just to calm down a little bit. And for the Eagles, they can't, they don't have that margin of error. They can't allow anything to relax. They had a, too many mistakes, too many miscues, and, and because they allowed a team that we felt was inferior coming into the game stick around long enough, they allowed them to win the game. I mean, truly, you can go up and down, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, everything contributing to a very difficult loss to start the second half of the 2015 regular season. We're going to talk about that as the show goes along the day after the morning period here. But first, let's get you caught up on everything that is going on today. Chip Kelly meeting the media. And let's uh, hear from him and hear from everything that's happening with some injury updates and a lot going on as the Eagles prepare for next Sunday's game against Tampa Bay. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 Update. Today we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly following the team's 20-19 defeat at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. Among the many topics Kelly spoke about today, he touched on how important attention to detail is for this team right now as one bounce here or there in yesterday's game could have changed the outcome. But it just comes down to consistency, I think, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We were just so inconsistent, which is really kind of uncharacteristic of us, especially in the last couple of weeks. But, you know, we had a holding penalty on a naked play on that side. When we're over on this side, it's a 12-yard gain. Instead of a 12-yard gain, we lost 22 because we're minus 10 on a play where we're not even involved in the play. So it's, it's, the, it's the details, and the team that does a better job ends up victorious. And I think right now it can literally come down to one play. And they make one more play than we do, then you end up on the wrong side of it. But we've lost to Atlanta by a field goal or less. We lost to um, Washington by a field goal or less. And we lost this game by a point. So, you know, it's if someone makes one more play, then we have an opportunity. But we didn't. Perhaps the biggest news to come out of yesterday's game was quarterback Sam Bradford leaving late in the third quarter with a concussion and a shoulder injury. And while Kelly didn't have an update on his health status just yet, he did touch upon how Mark Sanchez is ready to go and how he played well on Sunday in relief. Sanchez made it up well. I mean, obviously the interception, um, you know, was, was a big down for him, but I think he made some other plays. But the throw he made to um, Zach Ertz on the big play on the over route where he avoided the rush, stepped up in the pocket, was a good play. Uh, we ran a naked once where the defensive end didn't bite. He came underneath him and made a real good pass to Selleck. He did a good job on the sideline throw to DeMarco when he escaped, escaped the pocket and then took it down the sideline. So I thought um, there were some good plays in there, but obviously one that he'd like back. The Eagles offense got off to a hot start against Miami yesterday, putting up 16 points in the first quarter, but things fell off after that, and according to Coach Kelly, it was penalties that had a lot to do with it. Again, I thought we, we, we felt like we did a good job exploiting that. Again, I think it's the penalties were the things on offensively. We moved the football. Um, you know, very rarely were we in situations where we, we, were, we were stopping ourselves and they weren't stopping us. So it's not like, hey, we're not getting production from this or that. It's like, hey, we, we're, we're calling good plays. We're executing, we're making plays. Then we have a penalty and now we're behind the stakes a little bit. So now we're first and 20 as opposed to, you know, first and 10 and 12 yards up. So. It's sure to be a big week of news here at the NovaCare Complex, so be sure to stay tuned to PhiladelphiaEagles.com throughout the week as we hear from Coach Kelly, DeMarco Murray, and others right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. 
Thanks so much, Alex. A lot to get to today. We'll talk about the defense a bit later on. The special teams, again, another breakdown in the punt game and in the field goal game. But when we return to Eagles 360, Brian and I will talk about an offense that started so well, but now has a lot of questions. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. One day, a rider made a decision. The decision to ride on and save money. He decided to save money by switching his motorcycle insurance to GEICO. There's no shame in saving money. Ride on, ride proud. GEICO Motorcycle. Great rates for great rides. back. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro and Brian Westbrook. We're going to talk about the Eagles offense that scored 14 points. The Eagles scored 16 in total in the first quarter and just three after that. Um, Brian, what happened to this Eagles offense? Well, I think coming into this game, the identity of the defense was, of the offense, we're going to run the football, we're going to run it well, start it fast and run it well. Um, that wasn't the case, and it was the case early on in the game when you had DeMarco Murray, you had Ryan Matthews running successfully, and then you're able to establish the, the play-action pass, but at some point, they got away from it. At some point, the outside zone plays uh, stopped working, and then once your your run plays stop working, that's when your play-action pass, they don't, be, they don't count as much because the linebackers are not respecting the run game and I think that's what happens to the offense. I really like the way it started though Sam Bradford rolling out moving the pocket getting the football to Brent Selleck big plays down the field and the Eagles early on looked like they wanted to move things around um, and Bradford I thought it actually played very well the entire game 19 of 25 before his injury but Brian he took a beating even before he got knocked out the offensive line with Dennis Kelly at right tackle with Lane Johnson at left tackle and the guards and Jason Kelsey struggling again. I mean, you cannot get it done if you don't win at the line of scrimmage. And the Eagles clearly dominated the line of scrimmage. For, for this team to win, they have to be dominant in the trenches. And we say it all the time, how do you win football games? You win on the defensive line and the offensive line. And that wasn't any more evident than last night, uh, yesterday afternoon. This team just got beat up. And Dominican Sue, he started to come on as the game went on. Then Dennis Kelly, he kind of faltered there. I think they could have done a better job of helping these guys out a little bit. Find a way to lead the tight end and find a way to chip with the back. That's what we would always do, especially with big guys, especially with guys that we couldn't handle. If our tackles had a problem, leave your back in a little bit more. Unfortunately, they didn't get to that yesterday. And and the Eagles, I mean, still big numbers. I mean, they moved the football up and down the field, more than 400 yards of offense. But two possessions in the fourth quarter where the Eagles were right on the doorstep, 
they left points on the field. First, a touchdown pass to Zach Gertz, called back with Riley Cooper not set at the line of scrimmage as the Eagles are running tempo, running tempo, and Cooper took full responsibility for that. The Eagles only managing a field goal there. And then the play that really killed the Eagles with a little over four minutes left in the game, Mark Sanchez inside the 10-yard line, rolling left, rolling, rolling, rolling. Everybody in the stand saying, don't throw it, don't throw it, hold it. Instead, Mark Sanchez threw the football and it was intercepted. Now, Brian, let's go through what you think is going through the mind of Mark Sanchez on that play. Well, I think, first of all, this is what, what should have happened. As a running back, I would always tell Donovan, okay, Don, we're a third down, we're a second down, we're already in field goal range. We're in a situation now, we don't need to press the issue. All we have to do is retain possession and we can kick the field goal. Of course, it's only it's four minutes left in the game, but that that's not your job. As an offense, we want to score points. We don't want to throw the ball to the other team. And so I'm going to be emphasizing to our quarterback as a running back that we don't need to press the issue. We don't we can't afford to throw the ball to the other team. I think Mark Sanchez was trying to make a play. And instead of making the right play, which is checking the ball down, he tried to push the pocket a little bit, try to push the ball down the field a little bit too much. And for him, that's kind of been the story of his career. Donovan McNabb was always someone who was really cognizant of ball security. Why? It was just in his mind. How, how does a quarterback like Donovan versus a quarterback like Mark, who's had his giveaway problems in his career. Well, is it just a mindset? Well, I think it's a mindset, but it, it kind of starts in practice, but it also starts with the coaches. And when you're in that situation, you have to be reminding these guys, and the players should help. Listen, this is the situation that we're in. We're playing situational football, and you practice that an awful lot, but you're also reminding the guys an awful lot that this is the situation we're in. We need production from this particular situation. Unfortunately, we didn't get that yesterday. Yeah, and the Eagles uh, paying the price. Now, the run game, which we expected to have a big day on Sunday, after all, Buffalo ran for 266 yards a week earlier against Miami. The Eagles averaging just 2.6 yards per carry. That's the Dolphins' best defensive performance against the run in terms of yards per carry since the 2012 season. The Eagles just didn't win it up front, and the Eagles instead decided to spread the field and throw the football Miami without cornerback Brent Grimes. But interestingly, the wide receivers really didn't have a big day for the Eagles. It was Selleck and Ertz and then DeMarco Murray a couple of catches. But for the most part, Jordan Matthews held in check. Josh Huff had the touchdown catch. Not much from Miles Austin, Riley Cooper, etc. cetera. Um, what's going on? Well, I think coming into the game, uh, Chip Kelly and the offensive guys, they understood that they should expect some production from the tight ends, Ertz and, and Selleck. And they got there early on. Um, and Selleck had a, almost a career day yesterday. But I think one of the things they need to focus on is calling specific plays for your wide receiver. Somehow you have to find a way to get Jordan Matthews involved early in the game. And, and, and it helps these guys so much because when you get a receiver involved early in the game, you're going to be gets much more production from him in the run game, from his blocking, but also in the pass game. And it's going to allow the quarterback to be more confident in that guy. It, it kind of confuses me when you have your number one guy, Jordan Matthews, only getting a handful of targets. You have to do a better job of that. Yeah, just five targets, three catches. Jordan Matthews, who's the Eagles' leading receiver, not much of a factor at all on Sunday. So just three points after that first quarter, Nelson Aguilar back on the field for the Eagles and played well, but boy, the Eagles just faltered in the second half of this game offensively. So that is the look at the offense with the quarterback position still very much a question mark for next week. Sam Bradford going through the concussion protocol and Mark Sanchez ready if needed. And he ran, runs the offense. He knows the tempo. He's got it going on. He just turns the football over as we saw last season. Turned it over at such a critical moment on Sunday. When we return to Eagles 360, we'll talk about the defense that statistically did a lot of good things, but 
Late in the game when the Eagles needed a stop, the defense could not come through. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. become milestones when you overcome cancer. At Jefferson Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center, if we had a marker for every patient we treated who is now cancer-free, markers would be everywhere. Evidence that our personalized approach to cancer treatment is producing some of the highest survival rates in the nation. And that's a milestone for everyone. Jefferson, until every cancer is cured. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees, lattes, and macchiatos. Enjoy every sip of the new Snickerdoodle Macchiato. America runs on Dunkin'. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com eagles for more info. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro along with Brian Westbrook. Time to talk about the Eagles' defense, which statistically did a nice job against the Miami Dolphins, but a couple of key things. No takeaways against the Dolphins team that had trouble holding to the football. And then late in the game, after Mark Sanchez throws the interception, Miami has the ball on its four-yard line. Still four minutes left in the game, still time to turn it back in the Eagles' favor. But two first downs gained by Miami there. And, Brian, I don't know, I just felt like the Eagles' defense didn't dominate as I expected them to, and as it turns out, how they needed to. Yeah, they definitely needed to dominate this football game, and in fact, they allowed Miami to score 17 straight unanswered points. So, at this point in the season, there's going to be some deficiencies on the offense just because of the personnel, and so that means the defense has to step up, and that's part of the team. I remember back when I was playing, our there was games where our offense was just not very efficient. We didn't score the points. We didn't move the ball, but our defense understood, listen, we have to hold this team under 14 points if we want to win this football game, and that's the type of mentality that this defense needs to take. You know, the Eagles really effective early on with the blitz. Walter Thurman had a perfectly timed blitz on Tannehill's blind side. Results in a safety for the Eagles. A couple of other really good blitzes early, but Miami caught up to it, and Miami was very effective. Tannehill throwing the football against the blitz in the second half, and that cost the Eagles, who are not generating a pass rush from their base defense, they are creating a pass rush with their scheme. Connor Barwin, Brandon Graham, not necessarily pure elite edge rushers. And that's something that the Eagles really miss. And that's something that every NFL team wants. It is so hard to find that outstanding, game-changing edge rusher and the Eagles don't have that. Yeah, they, they've struggled just a bit these last few weeks, just getting the pressure that they need. Uh, you know, I think Vinny Curry is, is, a, is an awesome player. I think he gets a good pass rush. They use a lot of different schemes for him to open the other guys up. Um, it just hasn't got to the quarterback. And in situations like you have at the end of the game, you want to get to the quarterback. You want to tip balls. They did have a tip ball 
at the end. But pressure on the quarterback and sacks also helps, and they haven't been getting enough of those. On their touchdown play, the one where Connor Barwin knocks the ball, mm -hmm. so let's talk about the rules. Once the ball is tipped, the Eagles can go off on Jarvis Landry and knock him out of play, right? They definitely you can contact the receiver after the ball is tipped. The problem is, is that you just don't practice that enough. I'm sure the Eagles don't practice that all the time. It's not a natural thought to think I could just go run into the wide receiver. I think part of the game, and it's easy for us to say it from, from 60 miles away from looking at, at, at the TV, it's easy for us to say, oh, all you have to do is run into the wide receiver. They can't, you can't call it. But it's hard to think that way. That's not the way with your program as a player. And so you don't, just don't do it on the field. It's not natural. So I kind of understand the problem that I had in that series was that we allowed the ball to get all the way down to that point that he can throw that pass not just that one play that was a one in a million type of play but for them to be able to move the ball all the way down the field that's the problem that I had with the defense when the ball is tipped do players not yell tip 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 or it just happens too fast I, it happens so fast I think maybe the only guy that actually looked like he had eyes on the ball was Connor Barber after he tipped it he was just too far away from the ball to be able to go there and try to make a play on it but I mean you have Benny Logan trying to make a play he's trying to find the ball this is a 300 pound D lineman trying to find the ball. Malcolm Jenkins had his back to, to the quarterback, so he didn't see it. So many guys are trying to do their responsibility. They weren't worried about seeing the ball. I think that's one of those plays that you kind of forgive. It just happens throughout the game. So from a number standpoint, the Eagles defense doing a nice job, but Miami opens the game with a drive and scores three points. Miami takes valuable time off the clock late with a couple of first downs backed up deep into their territory. And so the defensive performance, as Bill Davis said, you're judged by wins and losses, and the Eagles had a loss on Sunday. Now, special teams also contributing once again to this loss, a blocked punt that was a high snap from John Dornbos to Donnie Jones, and a really good uh, effort by Miami to block that punt. That leads to a touchdown. And also, when the Eagles are up 16-3 to in driving, Dornbos snaps it low, Jones tries to set the ball, not really set, and Caleb Sturgis kind of kicks it off the turf and misses the really easy field goal opportunity. That kind of changed the momentum of the game. Um, you know, it's been a tough year for the special teams, and I, I think that you realize when you are the king of the hill on special teams, everybody's coming to gun you, gun you down. They want to, they want to show you their best effort, yeah. and the Eagles are getting everybody's best effort. Yeah, that's the thing. The margin for error for this team is so small. They can't make any mistakes. They can't have any miscues on special teams, offense, and defense. And when you have that many miscues on special teams and you don't get the turnovers on defense and your offense stops producing after the first quarter, then it's going to be easy for you to lose a game. The margin of error is just so small for the team. Those are the things that you should be able to fix, snaps and holes and things like that. You have to be able to fix those things. I think, you know, John is one of the best in the league. I, I love the way that John has played throughout his career. He had a bad day yesterday. Yeah, he's not alone. Many, many bad days for players in that 20-19 loss to Miami. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about some injuries that are piling up for this football team and how do you bounce back emotionally after such a difficult loss. We'll be back in just one moment. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does a baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. <laughs> 
Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, it's Eagles 360. We come your way Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The Eagles coming off a tough loss on the football field and some losses off the field. Sam Bradford with the concussion and the shoulder injury. Ryan Matthews with the concussion. Uh, how long does it take? I mean, you've had them. I know it's been a tough process. What happens immediately after you're diagnosed? After you're diagnosed, you're going to go through the impact test. And before the season starts, you get a baseline. You say, this is where I'm at when I'm normal, when I'm healthy. And then after you sustain a concussion, you say, okay, we're going to take that same test. And now you're trying to figure out where are your levels? How much distance is it between where you're at now and where you're at the beginning of the season? And I think that's what they're doing with Sam Bradford. There's no really true way to tell how long it's going to take. It can be a week. It can be four or five weeks. For me, it was six weeks. And this day I came back for the game I came back in, I got a, another concussion. Yeah. And so this type of thing can can vary. Uh, who knows how bad Sam Bradford is. Uh, always wish for the best in this type of situation. And then Ryan Matthews also with, with a concussion. We'll get updates during the week. And then Jason Peters missing the game on Sunday. It turned out, Brian, that as well as the offensive line performed in Dallas, studying for a week, studying Dennis Kelly and Lane Johnson in that interior, the Miami Dolphins took advantage of that. Back spasms for, for Jason Peters, not what you want to hear for big man. Yeah, well, you know, Jason Peters is one of the toughest guys that I've seen. I played with him a few years, and he's tough. So I know that if he was able to play, he would definitely be out there helping his team. He did that early in the season. So for a big guy, Trey Thomas had a lot of back spasms. He had a lot of back problems. Same type of thing for a big guy like Jason Peters. You wish him the best, but this team needs him back. They need him back in a big way. Dennis Kelly, just like you said, he's a reserve. When guys study you, they get paid on the other side of the ball, too. When guys I study you all week long. They understand your strengths. They understand your weaknesses. And your weaknesses will be attacked. And they got exploited this weekend. Yeah. Now, about from a mental standpoint, tough loss, four and five. The division's still crazy, wide open. Thank you, New England Patriots. Thank you, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brian, how do you bounce back from this? Well, it'll be, it's simple. Your coach comes in the locker room and comes into the meeting room and he says, we still, all the goals that we had in front of us, they're still there to be taken. We still have an ability to win our division. We still have an ability to get into the playoffs. That's all you want. You want to have a chance to have a chance to get into the tournament. They still have that ability. That's all you can look forward to as a football team. All right, so that is the state of the Philadelphia Eagles, still alive in 2015. We've got one more segment to go. We'll be back with Eagles 360 in just one moment. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. 
carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. And everything you need to keep sweating. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Dunkin's new sweet black pepper bacon sandwich with double the slices of caramelized crispy peppered bacon. It's the bacon experience you've been waiting for. Bacon up. America runs on Dunkin'. Visit www.philadelphiaeagles.com backslash Rico Office Party to win a VIP office party brought to you by Rico. This is Eagles 360, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with the Hall of Famer, Brian Westbrook. And the Eagles now set up for two games in a span of four days, Brian. It's early in the week here. The players are recovering from the loss to Miami. On Sunday, it's Tampa Bay. And then on Thanksgiving Day, it is the Detroit Lions. So the turnaround is very quick for this team. Can the Eagles get on a run and get above 500 heading into December how, what's the mentality for a player who, with games in such short notice? Well, the, the process is you have to take one game at a time. That's the most important thing for this football team. Worry about this game. Don't worry about Detroit. We want to worry about Tampa Bay. We can't look past this game because this is just as important as any other game uh, for us in the season, even a division game. So we have to focus on this. We, have to, we, we can't worry about too much far in the future. But you also, in the back of your mind, we want to continue to get healthy, especially uh, if you're in a short week situation. You're not going to have a lot of time for practice you have to get good at your own techniques polish yourself polish your techniques work on your perfection work on your craft if you do that then you have a chance 2008 season eagles go to baltimore lose the game yeah. donovan McNabb gets benched the world is ending for the philadelphia eagles then a thursday night game comes along at lincoln financial field the arizona cardinals come to town and this guy brian westbrook has a huge night turns the season around and the eagles ultimately go to the nfc championship game so it can happen that season, why did it turn around? Why was it just kind of that spark of that game? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because sometimes it's the short week that just changes your, your, all your routines around. You're not having practice. You're not having meetings the same type of way. Sometimes you just need a change of the monotony of going to practice every single day. Just then that little bit of change can change things around. And maybe that's what the Eagles need. I, I, hopefully they can win this game against Tampa Bay. Hopefully that short week is something that can invigorate these guys and get them ready for Detroit. I think that if they can use that as a springboard to be ready for December football, these, these guys will be in perfect place. Learn a lot about this football team over the next week and a half here. So um, stay tuned. We've got a lot of football left in this 2015 season and a lot of Eagles 360 for you this week. Brian Westbrook, thanks so much. Thank you. Good seeing you, man. Don't leave me hanging. Always good. I need some love. I'm not feeling real good today. Brian Westbrook, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us. Uh, we want to get you caught up everything on that's going on with us. Amorosos on the menu segment. We are here tomorrow with Glenn Macnow. We'll have our first look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we will take a look at the NFC East, which is not looking very healthy these days. So the Eagles still in the game. Don't forget that. Have a great Eagles night, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us.